0: Is is, is it's like shine with Eretz Yisrael. The parsha, you know, throughout the entire throughout the entire parsha, parsha Zekev, there's mentions of Eretz Yisrael. Moshe Benin talks about it in the, in the first Aliyah. Uh, it's in Eretz Kolba There's nothing deficient in Eretz Yisrael. From Eretz Yisrael, from every mountain you can you unbelievable gifts and treasures. And the parsha ends. <laughs> that wherever you go, Israel, Moshe promises, if you travel the land, you'll be able to own it, to acquire it. No one's going to. No one's going to stand up against you. You shall have confidence to conquer the land. It's all about Israel. So, no. So, in that context, let me share with you a, a quick idea when it comes to Israel. You know, Israel, according to Chazal, from the beginning of creation, was established as a holy place, right? It's a, it's a place that's holy. E'nei Hashem ha'ba, parashim, ha'shem is always gazing at the land from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. It's a place of holiness. But we know that Kedusha's Eretz Yisrael, for it to really fully blossom and ripen and express itself in full, it needed Klai to come to the land. And when that sherech happens, when Kla Yisrael comes into the land, then Kedush Yisrael really blossoms. And that's when, you know, the agriculture halachas kick in, you know, Tshumas Shemitah, Yoivol, these things. So we know, though, that there are two times when Kla Yisrael entered the land, right? There's what we call Ali Rishayna, the first, the first ascent with Yishu Ben-Nun, Kla Yisrael entering Eretz Yisrael. And that, that, again, when that takes place, when Kalah Yisrael enters the land with Yishu Ben-Nun, everything you know clicks and you know the everything's get gets plugged in, and the land now expresses kedusha, and then there's and then what happened was obviously Kali were kicked out. base Beis Migdash takes place, and then we came back with Ezra HaSeifer to rebuild the second Beis Migdash and those are the two times when Kali sort of entered the land. Now, what's interesting is is that the Rambam writes in a few places, in a couple of places, that there was a big difference between the kedusha that that uh, took hold of Eretz Yisrael with Yeshub Nun, versus, see, there's no camera, you could like, you know, walk across, it's totally fine. It's like there's no, there's no problem. It's here. Yeah, it's, it's like you're still ducking, you know. So, um, yeah, so when, when Yeshub Nun comes into Eretz Yisrael with Kla Yisrael, so the Rama Paskins like this, Rama Paskins he calls that, based on the Gemara, Kedushri Shaina. The first Kedusha that comes to Eretz Yisrael with Yeshub Nun is Kitchla Shaita, it worked as long as Yeshua B'nun and Klai Yisrael were there, but like HaSelavi, But when Klai Yisrael were kicked out of Yisrael, with when, the, when the, the settlement of Yeshua B'nun was disbanded through the of the first base of Migdash, so the Kedush that came with it also left. So on th- as long as Klai Yisrael from Yeshua B'nun until the destruction of the first base of Migdash, it was true. and Maestras, and Yevil. But after we left, after the Khorvim, base of the Migdash, then those things went away. But says the Rambam, but when it came to Ezra, when Ezra resettled the land, so Kedusha Shania is Kitsh shaita. it worked as long as Ezra was in the land, and Kitsh Lash but it works forever as well. So even after the destruction of the second base of English, right? and the settlement of Ezra is also disbanded, the Kedusha still remains. What's the chilik? So the Rambam writes in a few places, the chilik is as follows. is that the Kedusha the, the that came with Yushu Ben-Nun was because the, the, the source of the Kedusha, the cause of that Kedusha, was Kibush. It was the conquest of Yeshubanor, the military conquest, their authority over the land in terms of military power. That was the root of where the Kedusha's arts was coming from. So says the Ramam No. So when another military power comes and takes you over, so it was bought. The Kiddusha is bought. But says the Rambam, but the Kedusha Shania, the second Kedusha of Ezra, was not for military might. They were, they were not, uh, they didn't have that authority. They were given permission by the Persians to settle land. So what was the source of its Kedusha? So the Rambam says the Kedusha Shania was through Chazaka, through people, Jewish people settling the land, simply Jewish people living in Eretz Yisrael, that was the source of Kedusha. And says the Rambam, that's La Elam Vod. All right, so the question I may ask is, I don't understand. If the first Kedusha, you're telling me the root of the Kedusha was because of military conquest, so therefore it follows suit, that as long as they had military control of the land, the Kedusha is there, the military control goes away, the Kedusha goes away. So why don't you say the same logic for the second uh, Aliyah, for Ezra Seifer? So I understand, it's not with military conquest, it's with settling the land. Okay, so as long as they're settling the land, that's forever. And when the settlement is disbanded, the Kedusha should go away. After the destruction of the second base in the Migdash, the settlement of Kala Yisrael and Eretz was the So exactly what is the difference? I mean, uh, either case, whatever the cause is, so you can tell me it's different causes, whatever the cause is, if the cause goes away, then the Kedusha should go away too. What exactly is the fundamental difference? <clears> the <throat> truth is, it's, it's interesting. to think more about this, it's fascinating, because on the one hand, again, we have to figure out what the reason is, but what the Rambam is, is telling us is that the second Kedusha that came with Ezra was forever. So in a certain sense, that Kedusha is stronger and greater than the Kedusha of Yeshu Ben-Nun, right? It's interesting, however, because Chazal points this out. I mean, it's a historical fact, but Chazal point out that Yeshu Ben-Nun's conquest came with miracles and open revelations. The Arun HaKadosh was, you know, preceding Kala Yisrael and flattening, you know, it was uh, mamish miracles. Whereas Ezra Seifer, Chazal say, it could have been with miracles, Ad Yavar, Hashem, Ad Yavar, Amzu Hazal Darshan and Haz that the Jewish people could Ad we could have got Teretz Yisrael the second time similar to the first with miracles, but we were not worthy of it, and therefore because of that Ezra Seifer and his conquest was without miracles it was not it was it was all disguised in politics and you know the the, the politicians of Persia worked this out and as a but it wasn't with miracles and so. Despite the fact that Ezra's ascent and Israel setting the land with the second base of Migdash was se- is seemingly on a lower level. There's no there's no again, there was no prophecy. I mean there was there was leftover Nevi'im, but it was not with miracles and so on. And Chazal pointed to the fact that, that it was our fault. We were not worthy of having the miracles of Ben Nun. Yet the Kedusha that he settles is a Kedusha forever. So it makes sense of that. So it's like this, you know. The, the we have the period that we're in right now is what's called Shivda Nechemta, right? The seven weeks of consolation, of, of comfort. And that was that was preceded by three weeks of mourning, right? Three weeks of pranias, Telasa the Parinusa. So you have this breakdown. You have three weeks of tsaris, right? Shvas Ratamas and Tiltishabhav, and then you have seven weeks of comfort, starting from Shavasnachmu, taking you all the way to Shavu Shuvah before Yom Kippur. That's called the seven weeks of comfort, every week of that, of those seven weeks, the haftarah is something about nechama. So but we have to think about that. So obviously you see that, that you know that, you, that it, when tsars take place, the Rabbana Shalom sends a nechama that's even more than double the tsar. But those specific numbers, three and seven, it's fascinating because we know in, 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 in the Sermat Hashem, those are significant numbers, three and seven. 10 altogether, 3 and 7 is 10. 10 is always a number which represents an entire structure. Like a whole unit is number 10, right? And then even, after, even in numbers, right? After 10, you sort of go back to 1, right? 11, 12. Like a complete system is always in 10. And so so to the human being is a complete system. And therefore, we also, every human being is sort of represented by the number 10. How so? So in this term we find that 3 and 7, which is 10 altogether, in the human being, is that three always means your intellect. Your intellect. Chachma bin and das, your three intellectual capabilities. That's who you are intellectually. And then seven represents your emotions and your like your, your your physicality. Your physicality. So let's say three would be the brain, and seven would be the body. The body. Now this is also interesting. And that mean this is why you'll find in the Sfaran that the three Three is always higher than seven, right? Three is always superior to seven. Three means one's intellect. That's the crowning jewel of the human being. And seven means the part of you that's more practical. You know, seven is your, is your vehicle, your mode of transport. You know what I mean? How you move around. But who are you? Your intellect. Three is always higher. So the question then is, so why would three be connected to the tsaris and seven would be connected to the nechama, to the comfort? Other you would think that the lower part of who you are, the lower you go, that's where the tzaras are going to be. But the higher you are, that's where the nechama is. That's where the rabbanu is found. So it should be three of comfort and seven of Tsars. not the reverse. You realize the three wasn't the tzaris. So, but it is three of tzaras, right? So you have to. So how does? How, why would the seven be the nechama for the three? It should be the opposite. The tzaras should be found dafka with seven. So you know. I mean, there are there are countless stories like this from the Balsham, but you know, wh- one one famous story that comes up is um, it was by Kiddush Levana. There was a a Matzah Shabbos. I don't know what time of the year, whatever it is. It was by Kiddush Levana. Shab- it was time for Kiddush Levana, and the problem was is that there was no Levana. There was no Levana. Okay, so no, so you move on, you know. But the Balshamte sensed during that month that Kli needed to make Kiddush Levana. That that city, whatever it is, they needed to do Kiddush Levana. There was Tsars hanging over. Eden over there, there would be Ketrugim, and the Tikkun would be Kedish Levana. And the fact that there was um, clouds covering the moon, the Baal saw as a very terrible omen. And so the began to daven with Bechias and Tehillim and making Tikkunim and Shema Sekdashim to try to bepoil something, and it wasn't working. So, meanwhile, the so famous mice said, Meanwhile, the is doing his Indian, you know, and the other Chesidim are outside, they figure out, you, know, you know, we, we know, what the Baal is doing. So, we're waiting for him, we're not going to leave until he says, you know, it, it's time to go. So they figured, you know, they, can't make, they didn't make Avdala yet, so they're not going to be able to, to drink, read anything. So they figured, oh, you let's know, just dance a little bit fine. So they started singing some Nigunim and they started to uh, do a Rikud. So the Baal Shem heard the Fabrangan was going on outside. And after just a couple minutes, his eyes open, and all of a sudden the clouds part and the moon begins to shine. They make it a shavana it's a big, big Semcha. So Baal said, he said, so everyone was saying, oh, the Baal Shem was able to be piled. Lashon said it was it wasn't me at all. Adarava, with all my kavanas, all my yichudim, I couldn't do it. But but you guys, just being Moroccan, just dancing together and holding hands and just loving each other and just being happy—that was pile Something that I couldn't be piled at all. There is such a thing that even though it's true, one's intellect is certainly the highest part of who you are. It's it's your crowning jewel as a person. See, it's we're getting ready for, for a break. You know, That's what's happening? So, yeah, right. So. That, that, that's the crowning jewel of who you are. But there is such a thing that when a person see, but that part of you, that's your brain, you're completely alone. There's no way for us to, for our brains to hug. You understand? I mean, I could tell you things that are in my brain, and then you could process that information in your brain. And so then, but there's no real connection between our brains. That the part of me, like my intellect, it's not possible for my intellect and your intellect to truly become one. But Davka, what's interesting is, but Davka, when you go lower and you get to the lower part of who you are, like your actual hands and feet, they can Amish embrace. And so there's a certain inyan is where Davka, when you get lower and things become a little bit more simple, that's where real Yichud, real oneness between Yidin can take place. And when, when there's real Yichud between Yidin, there's a, that, that itself is the vessel for the Yichud of Hashem to be revealed. And so there is a certain myla, so here's the Nakuda, there is a certain myla in Dafka, the lower part of who you are, even though the fact it's unsophisticated, uncomplicated, in Dafka, because of that, because it's simple and unsophisticated and Mm pasha, so it's able to become one and to unify with other people that are pasha and simple. And when that Achdos between Yidin is experienced, then through that actus, the deep actus of Hashem is able to come to the world. Whereas in the world of intellect, it's by its very definition, people are, are divided in that. Just like people don't physically look the same, so we don't think the same either. And because of that, there's a certain level of peer and division. And in, and because of that, there's a certain inability for the oneness of Hashem to, to become really experienced, dafk, in that place of the brain. The real oneness of Hashem is experienced when the brain is somehow... Connected with the body and human being, and not embrace and hug and dance and love each other. That's where the real Yichud Hashem could really come to the world, and that's where Yeshua has come from. So just like in that mice the Baal Shem is sitting by himself in the world of thought, and he can't be spoiled that 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 dilu, He can't be spoiled that. But when didn't dance in a way of Simcha, in a way of uh, Achdos, in a very posh way, they don't even know why they're dancing; they just are. That that and that Pshita is that that seven is able to bring a certain level of Yeshua, a certain level of light and of clarity, of truth of God's presence in the world, sometimes even more than three. And so this is what you also find with Eretz Yisrael. See, Yeshua ben conquest was with miracles. <clears throat> and that's beautiful, that's amazing. But at the end of the day, if the root of the kedusha wasn't simply Jewish people living in the land, which is push it and simple and everyone... And it's, and it's something that shovel chal you know what I'm saying? Like you have a big tzaddik and uh, a big Russia. But at the end of the day, so in terms of Yeshua benun's conquest, there's a difference in the tzaddik and the Russia. It's all with miracles, it's all with understanding, it's all with prophecy. And in that world of the intellect, of three, there's a whole hierarchy. But in the world of the seven, there's no hierarchy at all. Because at the end of the day, both the tzaddik and the Russia both need a house to live in. And they're both part of the same yeshuv, the same, the same, uh, the same that Ezra-Safrir is establishing. And in that way, it's al nefesh. There's no division. There's no in, in terms of m- even in military conquest, there's hierarchy. There's generals, there's soldiers, there's lieutenants. There's all sorts of uh, madrigas. That's the world of three. But in the world of poshet settlement, everyone's the same. Everyone takes up space. Everyone has their Daladamas. Is the, and in order for all the ets uh, to be settled, you need every single person to live there to take up their space. It, it's shovel Chol nevish, and because of that, it's without the, 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 the you know, the, the, the unbelievable, brilliant light of Yeshu Nun. but because of that, it's so simple, it's forever. It's forever, you understand? It's not able to be broken. In the world of, of thought, the world of intellect, sometimes, sometimes yes, sometimes no. But in the world of, of in the world of the body, even if you're not into it, you, you could hug someone, you, see it's, if you, to actually love someone in your brain, sometimes you love them, sometimes you don't. But you could always force yourself to hug him. You know what I'm saying? Like that physical contact, that physical actus of the seven, of the body, that's something that can always be, whether you're into it or not, in your brain. So in the world of the brain, it's sometimes yes, sometimes no. So it's kitchel a shaita, but like kitchel a Whereas it comes to Ezra Seifer, it's takaf ever. So the nechama of these seven weeks, davka come from seven over the three. Because that's where the nechama really comes from. I mean, this is why Eretz Yisrael, you know, in our Parshah, is, is being described as a place of or zarkol, but it has everything there. But it, but it only fully expresses itself, davka, when yidn come in that way of kol, in that way of everything. When all Yidin are baachdos, that that's that's the real, that's the real secret of of kedushas Eretz. That kedushas Eretz Yisrael really opens itself up, davka. Dafka in such a way where the yidin that come there and come to Kedusha arts feel that I am no greater than the person next to me. I, in the world of intellect, maybe I am greater. In the world of Madrigas, I am greater. But it, that's not Kedusha That's not really Kedusha arts. Kedusha Zaretz, which is the Kedusha of Kalei Yisro, which is the Kedusha of, of Yiddishkeit, really opens itself up and makes itself available. Dafka to a yid that says, you know what? It's true in the world of brain, maybe... I'm different than this guy but that's not the yikki. the yikki in the world of seven we're all the same and that's really where we are Kedusha's really comes from you know there's a mice they say from Rabincha's Karatzer Rabincha's Karatzer was a big big tzaddik he was um, a Talmud Chavr he, he was a Talmud of the Baal Shem, but he was considered to be even on his own a big tzaddik they say that uh, when the Baal Shem was Nifter so the Baal Shem gave over sort of a, three Yerushas to the uh, to Shemag he gave his Torah to Rebekah's Lachovar, he gave his kedusha, and to Repinchas he gave his chachma. So Repinchas was known as the a, a big, big brain. But Repinchas Karatz, at the same time, would always put an emphasis, despite the fact that that was his Yerusha's chachma. He always put an emphasis on on that part of, of who you are, which is Pashit, that part of who you are, which is Shavlechol Nefesh, which is equal to everyone. So you know, they say said that there was uh, one time, like every day, he got a delivery from I don't know if it was wood or water or something. You know, a daily delivery from the the water carrier, the fire, or the the, the, the w- wood carrier, wood chopper, lumberjack is called. So, so the the mice is that this guy's name was Herschel. So one day when Herschel came in, you know, Pernichus was there with with his wife, and he turned to his wife. He said, "You know, I'm so envious of your Parasha." So why? He said because Hershel's bringing the water, the wood, whoever it is. And he's just like, he's so passionate, and he's so humble because of it. He doesn't think of himself as a big person. I'm so envious of that. You know, they say another in say the is that he, um, there was a, an earthquake around his town, whatever it is, and, and you know, there was a huge hysteros of tshuva. Because of that, people like, oh, wow, you know, there was a certain... And Pichas felt so broken from it. He said, because I have Ruach and I knew it was coming. I said, so because I knew it was coming, I wasn't a spell from it. But the regular people out there they didn't—they didn't expect it. So then, when it happened, it had such a huge impact on them. My mom is jealous of that, you know. So you see such a thing that the brain can get in the way sometimes, you know. Sometimes the push it thats in the beginning of the parashah—how you akev tishmon. was the akev tishmon? That when you're an akev, when you're here, when you're on the bottom, and you don't know anything. So then tishmon. Sometimes then you could get messages. You could have some strength and clarity and be shaken up, as opposed to when you're a brain. So everything you could explain, you know. They say in other was one that one of the main reasons why he first traveled to the Baal was that um, there was a certain town nearby, I guess he lived near a coast or something, near a lake, right? near an, uh, an ocean or something, and there was a certain town that there was a, I mean, there was a huge, uh, like a tidal wave that came and really did a lot of damage to the town. And Repinchas Kartzer was known as a very, very wise person. He was very... Uh, learned it in secular knowledge as well he was you know in medicine and science he was a well-rounded person as they would say and he knew the the, the science of the ocean the, you know ocean what's it called oceanography whatever it is these things and uh, uh, and even though obviously it's a but a passing but a passing thought crossed his mind that okay you know these things happen like that's you know tidal waves are part of and he was so upset over the fact that that he, that there was a thought of like in this because of all this background that he had in, in science like he was able to explain how these things happen sometimes and the, the mechanics of it he was so upset that that's where his brain went even just for a second that he said I have to go to Bosham to get rid of that you know that Indian not to get rid of the science part but just that that's not that shouldn't be my first initial reaction so it was always someone that he like you know to be envious of the Posh De Yid you know there's a certain there's a certain holiness that, that could only be felt when, when you don't block the truth by your own chachmas, you know? You know, that's why it's interesting, you know, Pesach night we have six simonim, right? The, the, you know, the baits of the egg, the shank bone, the six simonim, plus the seder plate, that's seven. And then you also have three matzahs, so that's seven and three. And where should the matzahs be, uh, you know, in relation to the seder plate? So in the Kisferi, it says that the matzahs should be tachas, it should be underneath the seder plate. And that's what you'll find a lot of Hasidim do this, where the seder plate will literally be on top of the matzahs. You have three stacked matzahs, and then on top of that is a seder plate. And that's something that the had a, had a kasha. It doesn't seem to make sense, because three is always above seven. First, you have three that's the top, you know, the mic and the intellect, like we're saying. And then you have the lower seven. So why, by Pesach night, would the seven be on top of the three? But according to what we're saying, the answer is that Pesach night is a time of where there's an unbelievable amount of shefa, of amunapshuta, of Tamimas and of simple faith that a father gives to a son, of ad-damin and that pashtas. And in terms of pashtas, seven is more receptive to that than three three, which is the intellect, okay, that's you know, complicated and tyran, madragas, but in terms of that pashtas, that simple Hashem Echad, Ushmai Echad, that's something that's more in the jurisdiction of the seven. So Dafka Pesach night, the seven, has a mile over the three. You know, that's what Eretz Yisrael is, is, is as well. It's like I was talking about before, you know, the whole tachas of Yitzitz was to get to Eretz Yisrael, because those two things parallel each other. The pashtas of Amuna that we receive on Pesach is the the Yechur Hashem that we experience with the Achtos of Eretz Yisrael. No, so we should be to be Pasha Yid. And when when you're a Pasha Yid, so then Pasha the good things come to your life. Begash means the Baruchness. to it.